Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. You know that dude, Bobby Skinner from Talking Giants. I am Chris Rose, producer Mikey along for the ride as well. Truth be told, we are recording this very late on a Thursday night because of some travel issues, but we're still going to be talking about the entire week, both Thursday night football and get y'all ready for Sunday slate as well. I'm, I'm not used to seeing you without your Talking Giants gear behind you. I'm in my new house. Hopefully the oh. echo isn't too bad. Um, I got to get the office set up. So right now I, I am literally like the meme, like men can just enjoy anything. I've got a kitchen table, a chair, and then my TV on the ground and a 12-pack of Corona and a 40-pack of water. I'm good to go. This is a big deal, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while. I used to move all the time, and this was the longest. I lived in the last place for four years, so. Moving on up. Is this? A, I don't want to pry too much, unless you want right to say, away. "Hey, growth." All right. Is this a, a rental? Your place? Do you have a rental? Rental. I, I, I'm next place after this. I will be buying. Okay. Hopefully. Very good. Hopefully. Very good. Do you have a roommate? No, no, I can't do roommates anymore. The, I, I did roommates for a long time, and I so it's been five years since I had a roommate. I said, "I'm never doing roommates again. I can't do it." Yeah, I've had a roommate now for uh, almost thirty years. And she cannot stand it. She's True. trying not to just she's trying to find her own place and I don't know. Keep you posted on Very that. Very true. Hey, before we get into it, I saw you yeah. did your post about NFL Network 20 years, your favorite yes. memory. Yeah. My favorite memory, and we used to watch this all the time, is Rich Eisen interviewing uh Clinton Portis, Edgian James, and Willis McGahee at Super Bowl 40. And them all being like kind of blitzed out of their mind and can't mm. stop laughing during the entire thing. And this that can't even they can't even like hold a conversation. It's one of my favorite NFL network moment in the last 20 years. Oddly enough, I think the tape has been burned on that one. It's on YouTube. Did you just is it? You, oh yeah, yeah, it's very grainy. You just type in I, mean, I remember this you type in McGahee James uh Port is high and it shows up. Yeah. Yeah, you're not helping me much, pal. <laughs> not helping me much pal but it is it's a remarkable 20 years i've been fortunate enough to be there the last 11 years so uh until this sunday since you just got me fired all right welcome to the nfl frankfurt germany first ever game and boy do they get a doozy to kick it off right they got the six and two dolphins taking on the six and two chiefs of course tyreek getting to go against his old mates for the first time ever but let's focus on the quarterbacks to a tongue of Iloa having a phenomenal year is it better than the one of the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes? And if so, do you expect that to continue this season? It is better right now. I don't know if it'll continue the whole season, but like Mahomes is like second in the NFL in interceptions, and we've seen some of these too. You're right. Like interceptions can be a number that is misleading. Mm -hmm. It's really not with Mahomes. He's made some really uh, poor decisions, um, and – the wide receivers have held him back, right? So, and, and that matters. Counting stats matter in that. Like, I remember this last week, you see the touchdown that Sky Moore dropped, perfect ball. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the MVP award is like a 
quarterback only award, but I think Tua like would Tua would probably be it right now, right? Yeah, I don't see anybody else. Uh, it doesn't, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't having as good a year as he did last year. Um, this, so there's nobody. Allen's really been up the, and down. Yeah, Allen's been up and down. Burrow is starting to get it into gear. Like if he turns it on the second half of the season, like he did last year, and we'll. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but yeah, it's, it's, it's why I don't like talking much about the MVP. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season yet, but yes. Well, can I say something? I kind of hate that it's a QB on like to, to, I saw Justin and Dalton post this the other day. Tyreek should be, if the season ended right now, the MVP. I mean, he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record by 200 yards. Mm-hmm. 126 catches would be the ninth most all time while being top of the league at yards per, uh, per catch. But I, I'm really excited for this game. I think the Dolphins are going to pull it out. And also, you, you've made the point about travel when you're going over there. Again, mm-hmm. Dolphins have been over there. Uh, Chiefs are coming, going over on Friday. I don't understand it. And they've got a further flight. I mean, they're smack dab in the middle of the country. They're not on a coast. Yeah, that's, an extra, is, that's an extra few hours. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't ever get it. Um I'm I'm really fascinated by the Tyreek Hill angle of this because the Chiefs for the first time are going to see just how much they miss him. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know how they won it all last year. I know that Juju is better than what they've got right now, but he's not like a pro bowler or anything. Like how the heck did they win it without Tyreek? And they're, you look at him right now and you're like, the offense is this. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of speaks to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, even yeah, though, it does. like, obviously, like it doesn't need to be said that just because two is having a better year, Mahomes is obviously the better quarterback. I mean, Mahomes is is the better quarterback than anybody in the NFL. Um, and then obviously, but you do have like their biggest players have always showed up in their biggest moments, right? And you have three guys who are the best at their position: Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones. And those guys mm-hmm. have been consistently just dominant for them. In the regular season too, but when it matters, um, so I'm going to be interested to see how like Chris Jones, the Dolphins have been great at avoiding pressure despite not having really a good offensive line. Like does Chris Jones mess this game up? And for the Dolphins, like you look at them as good as they've been, their two biggest games they've ended up losing with uh, the Bills and the Eagles. Like so, this is mm-hmm. that third big game for them. Can they, you know, if, if they lose this one, it's going to be like a question of, yeah, they can do all this stuff versus the other teams, but they can't against the best. We were doing a fun exercise here in the Rose household because we're losers, and this is what we do. Uh, I don't know how my wife has made it. Like She says every day from the minute you wake up until the minute you go to bed, you and your boys are just constantly talking about sports. And she said, and I will give her a ton of credit. Like She had, she didn't grow up in a huge sports family. Her dad was born in France, moved to South America, came here in his teen years. So not huge you know, in terms of the sports of this country. So I'll give her a ton of credit for like she's in it knee deep but she did say that it gets me to this the other day uh brady our youngest who's 18 we were talking about what team has the most future hall of famers on it and i said is there any team that's got more than two definitely and he said well kansas city's got three in his opinion jones kelsey mahomes not counting andy reed uh maybe san francisco is it possible they've got four Trent, yeah it's gonna be a hall of famer in my opinion Yes. Bosa will probably end up being a Hall of Famer. Yep. Fred Warner 
It's too. It's early, but I I think he could be a Hall of Famer. And Ayuk, Debo, the wide receiver standard is no. so high. They're Christian McCaffrey will probably end up being a Hall of Famer. So probably yeah, same friend. You know who's going to be interesting is Kittle because he does so much blocking that gets publicized that his numbers aren't going to have to be gargantuan in that area. Be interesting. I think they've got the most though. It's crazy how they just literally have all pros at every level of the field. It's incredible. All right, let's move on. Cowboys and Eagles. This is going to be a fun one. Starts a brutal six-week run for Philadelphia. Dallas five and two start has had some highs like last week against the Rams and some lows like the blowout loss Sunday night in San Francisco. Which Dallas team is showing up this weekend in Philly? I think Dallas always kind of shows up to these divisional games with Philly. Um, you know, they ended up losing it. Um, but in the game they played versus Gardner Minshew, or no, they they beat them last year. Forty, I think it was like forty to thirty-four, and Dak showed up. And honestly, they showed up in the way that the Cowboys offense has only this year, where it's kind of CD or bust, right? CD had a great game, mm-hmm. and if you look at the Cowboys this year, their run game has not been uh, very efficient. Mm-hmm. The Eagles' rush defense has improved greatly, which was like their one spot of weakness last year. Um, and the Cowboys have been CD or bust. Like, who do you who's who do you think is the second leading receiver on the Cowboys right now? Oh, I don't think it's Brandon Cooks. I think it's it's Jake Ferguson. I believe I don't have that. Wow, uh, rip, in but terms I was of receptions. At... Wow, no, and, and in terms of yards too, let me look it up because I may have gotten that wrong. Um, but yeah, obviously Brandon Cooks is he's injured now, right? Well, I know he's. I thought he scored a touchdown last week. Is he injured again? He, oh, no, no, he's back now. You're right, you're yeah. right. But, yeah, Jake Ferguson is their second-leading receiver with 237 yards, 33 yards per game, and then CeeDee Lamb is averaging 90 a, a game. So Dak, in his last three games against Philadelphia, 11 touchdowns and one pick. That's interesting because he and Jalen have not gone head-to-head very much. This is just their second time. First time was in 2021 where the Cowboys beat the Eagles by 20 points. That yeah, was and Jalen wasn't Jalen at that point. Exactly, and the Eagles weren't what we've seen now the last year and a half. Um, I think if you were to ask Dallas, not only is this a huge game for them, they I think they feel like they can win the division. Humor me for a second. Philly's next six games are home against Dallas at Kansas City. All right, I wrote I wrote this wrong. Oh, my God. Versus Buffalo, then somebody, then at Dallas, at Seattle. There's very good. Um, somebody very good mixed in there. Dallas's next six are at Philly, home against the Giants, at Carolina, home against Washington, home against Seattle, and then home against Philly. They got a three-game stretch in there where they're home. I bet you they feel like if they win this, they're going to win the division. That's what they think. I don't know what they're sometimes they're up and down Dow Jones mentality drives me a little nuts but i think they're going to be ready for this game and i'm not a huge dallas guy usually yeah it's i feel like the eagles on the flip side of that though like they know their schedule so tough them and the ravens schedule second half of the season is insanely wild uh insanely tough that the eagles kind of look at this like hey if we win this we put ourselves up three games in the division and it's a lot like like this is you know, that is what they're preaching in that locker room. Like, take care of this week and this division race will, you know, it's going to be a lot easier going forward. As, as you said, they got to face the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, and then the yeah, Cowboys uh, again, then the Seahawks, then the 
Then you got to face the Giants twice in the last three weeks. Those are not going to be easy matchups. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I think the Eagles pull this out, right? I just think they're more talented and well-oiled. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I think Dallas actually has some issues, but they are talented enough to rise above them most of the time. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that this week, versus, especially in Philly. It could be like a 28 24 sort of game to me. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 9 and 0 against winning teams since 2022. And he's got a whole bunch of them. By the way, that time I repeated Kansas City in there, you're right. That was San Francisco, who they've got coming to town uh, in early December. All right. Sunday night affair is going to be a good one. Bills and Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals are on a bit of a heater, uh, four and three overall. Do you think they're primed to get on another regular season run just like they did last year? Yeah, and honestly, I mean, you you know me from talking on this show that I kind of was just out on the Bengals, and they've they've got me back in with that 49ers win coming off the the, the bye week because, mm-hmm. and it's not just like oh they won that game. It's like Joe Burrow, the bye week did him some good. He looked he's using his legs, um, and they are Super Bowl contenders in my eyes. And I think this is a game where the Bengals flex a little bit, right? Like you saw what they did to the Bills in the playoffs last year. Um, Lou Anarumo is going to have that defense humming and ready to go for Josh Allen. Mike, I know this is like a bigger game for the Bengals because they could go under 500 with a loss. But for me, this is a big maturity game for the Bills and specifically Josh Allen because they have been falling digs or buffs at times on offense. You saw Thursday night versus the Bucks, them spread it around. And that is when Josh Allen's at his best. Will he have the discipline and patience to do that against a Bengals team that is going to throw different looks at him and try and take digs away from him too? He, uh, interestingly enough, has been great when the light shines brightest. And what I mean by that is under the lights. 13-4 and all-time in primetime games and unbeaten on Sunday night football. And it doesn't matter where he's played. He's played some tough ones at Arrowhead. Um and he's played exceptionally well. I think the key to Buffalo is if Ken Dorsey has the discipline to stay with a running game. Like, but Cincinnati's defense has actually been pretty good. But against the run, they give up a ton of big plays. And, and the 49ers got away from it last week, which was they sure what, did. Uh, surprising to see. Well, because the game, you know, everybody's been told, oh, it's a quarterback-driven league, which it is, and it's never been easier to throw the ball, right? There's so many penalties on the defense that the risk of throwing it downfield isn't nearly what it was 10 or 15 years ago. So now you're willing to take those shots to get those 30, 35-yard chunk plays and just say, hey, listen, if we don't throw it, it's not going to get picked off. So it'll either be incomplete or we'll get a penalty. Like, we'll be, I can live with that or it'll be completed. So if you, And Buffalo does not have the discipline to stay with a running game, but they need to. Will James Cook ever have like a 135-yard rushing game? Yeah, and they started getting under center and like handing the ball off traditionally, and maybe they've gotten away from that a little bit. Um, But like you said, like can you stay disciplined? Like you said, not just Josh Allen, but Ken Dorsey to stick to that run game, even when you you know maybe get some looks that you want to throw at. Like, and I think one of the Bills' biggest issues too is that. They'll take those like little quick, like free release quick throws instead of handing the ball off. But yeah, so I think, like you said, the Bengals defense has been really good, been shaky versus the run. And just like you said, having the patience to get away from. Because even though like Brock Purdy, I thought played really well in that game last week, 
you look at you go through it, it's like they just kind of start running the ball the last quarter and a half of the game and mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were you know stifling McCaffrey or anything I think it's going to be a fun one that place that joint's going to be jumping uh and Burrow you can just see literally and figuratively the spring in his step he just looks more like Joe when he's that he's one of the two or three best guys in the league spinning yeah. Chase has 31 catches the last three weeks. There's run yeah. the offense through him. They're kind of, again, similar to last year where it started slow, giving up sacks, just doesn't look good. And they kind of find a groove getting into like, all right, we, when we see this, we get into this. And and like you said, Burrow has like full command of that offense again. And like and you this- and he can move uh, a lot better than he did the first quarter of the season. Yeah, his lateral movement, which keeps plays alive, his ability to kind of shift in that pocket just to find enough time, so critical for him. And I've said this before. I will say it again. This won't be the last time I say it again. They are the team that I think they look at the seedings when it gets to the playoffs, and they're like, we don't care. We've won everywhere. We've won in Kansas City. we won in Buffalo. We've won in Tennessee when they were decent. Like, we don't, we don't care. Some teams are like, oh, my God, we've got to go there. Like, the weather's bad. You know, the crowd's loud. They, this team doesn't care, does not care. So we'll see. Uh, Thursday night football, kind of fun. Football season is in full swing, and we've teamed up with DraftKings Sportsbook to get you closer to the action at DraftKings. DraftKings, an official partner of the NFL, has an offer you don't want to miss. All customers can get a no-sweat bet on any same-game parlay or same-game parlay X. And all new customers who bet $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings app now and use promo code FOOTBALL today. Fan of your alma mater and your hometown team combine multiple bets together for a shot and even bigger payout. If you're already signed up for DraftKings, like me, you can get a no-sweat bet on any same-game parlay or same-game parlay X bet if your bet does not hit. Max wagering limits apply. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code FOOTBALL today. Bet just $5 on any wager and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code FOOTBALL today, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. What was the bigger storyline for you or the bigger takeaway? That the Steelers' offense still stinks even though they improved to 5-3? and three, Or that, hey, Will Levis can play a little bit? The Steelers had the most Steelers game of all time, so it's not no no takeaways from that. Uh, Will Levis, man, like I, there's still like a, a good amount of stuff he's got to yes. work on, obviously, right? But you saw last week him just air it out, and you knew Pittsburgh was not going to let him do that, right? So they kind of got into like man coverage while covering the deep parts of the field too, and Levis started hitting that ten to twenty range, right? Hitting the, you know, and um, uh, you know, spreading the ball around a little bit too. You know, getting the ball to Kyle Phillips in the slot, I I, I was impressed, right, where he wasn't just, like, deep to check down. Uh, where last week that happened, this week Pittsburgh took that away, and he peppered the middle of the field, which I think is huge, right? Like, that's where that's where you see how good a guy is, not just throwing it deep outside the numbers. And then you look on the other side of the field, you see Kenny Pickett. He doesn't use the middle of the field at all. I think he had, like, one throw in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. like, in the fourth quarter. Um, they just worked the sidelines the entire game where Levis was able to read. Again, he had a handful of mistakes, sits in the pocket a little too long and takes sacks that he doesn't need to. But I was really impressed with seeing him work that middle of the field. Yeah, there's no clock in his head yet. And you understand that with a guy who's now played two games at the NFL level. 
particularly tough because you'll, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more decorated pair of pass rushers together than Watt and Highsmith. They're just so good and against a dog-shit offensive line in Tennessee and one where in the first half it seemed like they were losing one like every eight plays on top of it. It was very, very difficult. Do you think that if Will Levis was a rookie and only a couple games in, but you put him in black and gold that the Steelers – could make a deep run in the playoffs? No, because I don't like Matt Canada at all as the offensive coordinator. But I I think they have the personnel. That defense is really good. They live off their pass rush, which obviously translates into the playoffs. Um, But I just – maybe like a year from now or so, but putting that on rookie rookie Will Levis – I, I I'm not there yet. Like he's I, had a good rookie start, but not like we we have like some rookie starts. We're like, oh, he's it. Like Justin Herbert right away. Patrick Patrick Mahomes wasn't a rookie, but um, I haven't seen that from Levis. Like I haven't even seen like he, he doesn't look as good as like Burrow looked in the beginning, his uh, early start. But I guess I'm kind of tiptoeing around the question. There's no question that he is better than Kenny Pickett. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, Levis, like you said, he completed all those passes over the middle of the field, right? And the, you'll look at the numbers, and they're a little uh, – they're they're worse than they look because of that last drive where, you know, he threw – where they dropped an interception, the interception. But he also completed three big passes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's absolutely better. I mean, Pickett was not just you, you only using the sideline. He was missing easy throws, too. Easy. Which is like, if you're going to be Kenny Pickett, you can't miss those types of layups. That's um, the only thing you can do. That's that's how you're going to survive in this league. Like they're, I'm calling it now. They're not picking up his fifth-year option. I know we're a year and a half into this, but mark my mark the tape, as we like to say in this business. Or yeah, it's just the Steelers are so patient that if he gets to a point of like solid, which Pickett is definitely capable of being, will they... They are. I mean, they still have Matt Canada, right? You know, till till the end of this year, most likely, his contract's up at the end of this year. They just don't make changes. They don't make a lot of changes. Which I, part of me really likes, like not being because there's been times where people wanted Mike Tomlin fired, and I guess you could justify it. Um, I I like that about Pittsburgh, but it does get you in trouble too. Like ben, ben Ben was was done at the end. They've had three head coaches in my lifetime, even before my lifetime. And I love it too. I, and now Mike Tomlin's made it easy on them because they've never had a losing season under him. Yep. Um, but I do love the patience that they have. Uh, most interesting game we have not talked about yet, and why? Well, we all are going to be tuned into the we just we traded Josh Dobbs this season bowl with the Cardinals and the Browns. Um, I just wanted to say that this, it's got to be Seahawks Ravens. Right, Seahawks get adding Leonard Williams off the trade deadline. Ravens getting ready to face a nasty stretch of games. That's that's the one. Your two teams in the NFC and AFC who are maybe not the favorite, but could be that are could be getting into that category. Actually, Baltimore is in that category. Already. They are. Yes. And did you see Lamar this week when they brought up the fact that he's sixteen and one, I believe, against NFC? And as they, they, he wouldn't even get through, and he goes, sorry, no, 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 don't say that to me. Don't say it to me. I don't want to hear it. I, we're just playing football, man. We're just playing football. It was cute. It was very Do you fun. know who the one is against? Ooh, good question. How recent was it? Uh, I think it was last year. 
last year. So last year would have been the NFC South. Then I don't know who they played in the extra game, the 17th game. So the NFC South would have been Tampa, New Orleans. New Orleans was no. That was a win on a Thursday night, I believe. Uh, Carolina, no way they lost to Carolina. Um, Tampa, I said no. Well, I don't think. And then Atlanta, there's no way they lost to Atlanta. So it had to have been that extra game that they played. Was it? Yes. I'll give you a hint. Someone that he's playing this week had a game-changing interception at the end of the game. Game ch- so it must have been the Giants with Julian Love. It was the Giants and Julian Love, baby. Good. I love this. Can we do this game more often? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Giants talking talking Giants era era trivia. I am the best. Like 2019 when we first started, I remember every part of that. Yeah. Like you could ask me about any play in any game. From that year. I love that. I'll, I'm I'll a be huge able to... trivia buff. I love doing trivia. Huge trivia guy. Um, For me, believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying this game. It's the Vikings and Falcons. They're both 4-4, four and four, but they're both holding a playoff spot as we speak. The Falcons, I didn't realize that. Yeah, be, the Falcons are the four seed because they somebody has to be leading the NFC South. And the Vikings are right there. Now, unfortunately, the, the Kirk Cousins' injury is a disaster, right? And yes, what I was looking at numbers when we were talking about like Mahomes to MVP, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Kirk Cousins is having like the best statistical season out of all the quarterbacks this year. It's insane. It's such a shame. And so they're going to go with Hall this week. My guess is that Josh Dobbs gets it moving forward. Now, here's the thing about Hall: he took over for Zach Wilson as a starter at BYU once he left. And um, 52 touchdowns, 11 picks. That's a nice ratio. That's very good. The Falcons have got your guy, Taylor Heineke. You were calling this basically from week two on. You were so far ahead of the curve. I want to applaud you. And it's part of the reason I'm most interested in it because I want to know, and it doesn't look like Drake London's going to play. He's got a bad groin. But they they do have a bunch of other guys that can make plays. And we know that that gunslinger, like in his career, he is 12, 12, and one as a starter, which is perfect for him because he is so much like Jameis Winston. I said this earlier this week that Jameis is the guy who keeps your team in it and the other team in it. And Heineke is the same exact dude. He's got 35 career touchdowns and he's got 30 career turnovers. He is basically a one to one dude. He makes it so much fun for everybody. It'll be interesting, too, because Ritter has actually looked halfway decent before this. And Minnesota, Brian Flores is going to bring pressure, you know, pressure after pressure, just sending the blitz at him all game long. Where, again, that's where you like you see the exact thing you just said about Heineke. Like, I I even think about the Giants are probably blitz the second most in the NFL with McMartindale, that commander's game last year where they tied, where it's like, yeah, he took a lot of bad plays, but he also kept the ball alive and and had a game tying touchdown at the end of the game. So, I think Heineke's gonna Heineke's gonna make that Atlanta offense more fun, as fun totally. as that personnel should be with not a good quarterback. Well, that's the thing is that Ritter had twelve turnovers, but they've all been since week three. And Arthur Smith's gonna be like, if you're not gonna make enough big big plays, then at least let's let a guy, but. Arthur Smith is so interesting because I think he's really funny in interviews. 
but he it's like he intentionally tries to piss people off watching his team. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I actually think he's kind of annoying in some of the interviews. Sometimes, but he also makes me laugh. He's not like cookie cutter. That's just not what he is. So, yeah, I could see it that he can frustrate you and also be entertaining at the same time. Yeah, I guess I only see the clips that end up going viral and not on a on a interview to interview basis. Um, Yeah, I I think what they do with their outside zone, Bijan hasn't had like the best stretch lately. And I feel like this is a game where they're sending the blitz. And you you remember what uh they did versus the the Eagles earlier in the year, and I wonder if the Falcons are just going to be okay handing it off play after play against this defense. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a fun week. I think this is our best slate of games actually on the year. Some really really big ones. It's going to be a ton of fun next week. Depending on our schedule, I might be out of here on Monday, going up for blitz ball. Are you going to be in on the East Coast? Are you going to be in New York? I'm leaving New York Monday night. Oh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Just miss each other. I know. Okay. It's like I'm 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 out, you're in. By the way, I just want to tell you this. Your microphone is so much cooler than mine. It looks like a Yuletide log like sort of fire. I, I oh, that's what it is. I love that though. That's very cool looking. Justin hates it because it says the 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 editing it uh, editing makes it harder, but I like it. Um have you ever rented something from Walmart before? Well, I can honestly say I have not. Uh, well, it's like they have this microphone at Walmart. I remember I f- traveling once, forgot my microphone. You just you go to Walmart, you buy it, make sure you keep everything, use it for the time that you're gone, a couple of days, put it back in the package, return it. It's called uh, Walmart rentals. Very, very solid. <laughs> something to keep in mind. God, whenever I travel, I always lug all this shit and I have to like pack it in six pair of underwear. Yeah, I talked I about that on the, the show. And I talked about that on the show and people are like, yeah, I do that with DVD players. And we used to do it with um shrimping nets too, where you just go. Shrimping nets? Yeah, just go. You're, you're a fisherman? Not really, but we'll go here and there. Bubba gum shrimp? They have one of those an uh, hour away from me or Universal amazing you and i really have to connect on this sort of stuff i love it it's great that when you when do you when do you when are you gonna go put on assignment in central florida somewhere yeah i've asked off that one (laughs) you don't you don't you didn't love the pro bowl in orlando i i once again was not uh was not on that trip i did the pro bowl in hawaii i did the i don't do you remember when we did the pro bowl draft you remember that um yeah i didn't watch it but i do remember okay. it so this is like 2013 or so they did the first ever pro bowl draft and i was i was sent out to be the host there and it was a an incredible assignment we had this great setup and so we did it for like two hours a pro bowl draft and the rule was you had to save the last two quarterbacks as the last pick so when the first two quarterbacks for each team got drafted that means there were two left it was Nick Foles who was like couldn't believe he was a Pro Bowler. It was like his second year in the league. It was a Riley Cooper year, and it was Alex Smith who was like, "You're going to make me sit through this entire thing? Like seriously, I have to sit through the end next to Spicoli." I was like, "Dude, I don't make the rules." So he was so pissed. We're on stage, and he is looking at me the whole time like this. 
was like, I don't make the rules. I'm just hosting the show, buddy. He couple th- one, one sorry. Yeah. Couple th- Pro Bowl should go back to Hawaii one. Mm-hmm. And two, it needs to be the week after the Super Bowl like it used to be, because mm-hmm. then people will be people will actually enjoy it because it's the it's the perfect come down from the Super Bowl. And you get the Super Bowl players. Like I remember Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and then being in the Pro Bowl the next week. Yep. Yep. Um and they used to actually like play hard. Like I remember Ricky Williams, like I think he won it um one year and they were just running the ball and playing hard. Um, which I'm not really advocating for that. But I, I was at the Pro Bowl in Orlando when it was like 45 degree rain. Um and I interviewed New York Giants linebacker Tay Davis in a car. I actually posted the clip last week because Schefter had him on his like inactives for the week. Wait a second. Tay da- did he make it as a special teamer? Is that what he made it as? Yeah, but at that time when I first started like doing this as a hobby, is I would interview anybody. So like when the Giants like signed their undrafted free agent class, I just messaged all of them trying to get them on the show. Did anybody bite? Yeah, Tay Davis for one. Um the Giants fullback at the time was uh, really like this. Here, here, see if you can see. I'm live with New York Giants in, inside linebacker Tay Davis. Tay, first. All right, we're here. It's cold rain where my, my buddy's like hybrid compact vehicle. Um, and he's just like, why did I agree to do this? Oh, my God. <laughs> One of my favorite videos to look, kind of look back at the grind. Like, yeah, I was messaging backup special team linebackers to do an interview in a car at the Pro Bowl. Good for you. He didn't. He didn't make the Pro Bowl either. He was just at the Pro Bowl. That's incredible. Listen, uh, awesome stuff as always. Um, I'm sure you'll have somebody more than capable, perhaps even Dalton, fill in for me. That'll be great. Don't talk to him about his Arizona Diamondbacks. It's going to take a while to get over that one. Uh, that was the World Series, by the way. If you're not a huge baseball, fan. I did. I did watch the end of it last night. Okay, good because you wanted to see if Jake was going to dive in the pool. Bruce Bochy, Melbourne, Florida. He's a hometown. Uh, he's a hometown guy here. He's a uh, uh, very good at uh, what he does, Bobby. He's three, what four World Time World Series, uh, National League, uh, or not National League, uh, manager. So four, four. Bruce Bochy. The community college four. baseball field is named after him. They must have the largest helmet selection ever. Tim make Tim ever. Wakefield, rest in peace, is from here too. Doug yep. Flutie. Yeah. Jeez, Prince fun. Fielder. Prince Fielder. Another yeah, I went one. to the same high school as Prince Fielder. Wow. All right. You didn't sign for 214 mil or whatever it was, did you? No, but I remember the president of the school like being like, you you got to start behaving because these recruiters come in. I remember them come for Prince Fielder, and, and they want they want to talk to me, not your coach. They want to know who you are. I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I could do this all day, so we got to wrap it up. Uh, For our dude, producer Mikey, who does such a good job, and Bobby Skinner from your Talking Giants world, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next week on Football Today. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.